You know, I've, I've seen a number of recent CMO trends. I'd say one of them that pops to mind first is just overall sales and marketing alignment. I think more software is merging and being used by both marketing and sales teams. You know, some that come to mind, obviously, Sendoso as a sending platform, you know, tools like Gong, where, you know, previously maybe salespeople were, were, were using it. Marketing now listens into sales calls for their intelligence. Some of these ABM intent platforms like Sixth Sense are used by both sales and marketing. Turn it up. You're listening to the Marketing Millennials Podcast. I'm Emily Ferguson. And I'm Daniel Murray. Get ready, because we're taking you on a journey with today's marketing leaders and tomorrow's top stars. Let's go! No BS, just a fun, unfiltered industry conversation with the game changers behind some of the coolest companies from around the globe. The one request we tell our guests. Stories or didn't happen. A big welcome to our marketing fam. Prepare to turn the f*** up. Welcome hey, back Welcome. to the Marketing Millennials Podcast. My guest today is Chris Rudigrap, the CEO of Sendoso. Sendoso is a software solution that allows you to connect and drive revenue with personalized gifts, branded swag, e-gifts, virtual experiences, and more. Excited for all of you to hear this combo. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Daniel. I'm super excited for this conversation, but I wanted to start off the conversation and be like, how did you even get into this MarTech space? You're in pretty busy space and Doso stands out in the crowd, but how did you get into the space? Yeah. So um, I started Sendoso about five years ago. Prior to that, I spent about eight years in market, or in sales. I spent one year in marketing uh, before that. So I had a little bit of marketing experience. But when I started Sendoso, it was really out of a pain that I felt as a salesperson. So I was, you know, writing handwritten notes. I'd go find quirky gifts off of Amazon to send to prospects. I'd go steal swag from the swag closet. All that good stuff worked really well. It was just super time consuming to pack boxes and send stuff out. So I dreamed about this idea. It's like, why isn't there a platform that allows me to just click and send stuff out, integrated and, and easy to do? And so that's what led me to starting Sendoso which originally I was building for helping salespeople, but quickly realized that marketers were the ones that did a lot of this. And so semi-pivoted and made our platform much more geared towards marketers, which then ultimately led to a very marketing and sales-enabled platform. So I would call us MarTech and also sales tech at the same time. When did you see that shift that it was that you had to sell into marketers? When was that shift? Um, yeah, so in the very beginning, we started selling into salespeople and they all wanted it and they were all going to be our end users. But marketing uh, typically had control of more budget. They were doing some sort of direct mail or gifting manually before. And also they wanted to control more of the messaging and the brand. And so we really realized that while sales was our champion and was our end user, marketing was really the buyer that we needed to get in front of first. Awesome. So what's just some like strategies you used to like get the the marketing but decision maker like what are some tactics you've used and yeah the strategy I, behind it I think it's interesting because we market to marketers and so marketers are smart savvy people and so we need to be creative and we need to stay on top of our game and so some of the things that have worked for us that come to mind one is you know peer to peer storytelling we've got you know over 650 reviews on G2 and over 50 customer case studies on our website so Marketers love reading about how other marketers are doing things. 
And so we realized that early on, we really early on hired a, a customer marketing manager that really built out our community. And so I think that was really important. Another thing that comes to mind is Sendoso for Sendoso. Um, how are we using Sendoso? How do we integrate it? When, why, how do we send things? So we tell a lot of those stories. You know, some people call it eating your own dog food. I like to call it drinking our own champagne because that sounds better than eating <laughs> dog food. But we we tell a lot of stories on how our marketing team actually uses it. And again, these stories are almost better antidotes than actually just trying to push a product to somebody. I'm a marketing buyer. So yeah. I know it's like, how do you leverage word of mouth and stuff like that? Because being a marketing buyer, usually like you call up your marketing friend and be like, hey, does like Sendoso a cool platform? Should I use it? Like, it's not really like Google best. Like Totally. Software. Yeah. So for, for that kind of word of mouth, we've done a couple of things. One is we're, we're really active in either sponsoring or participating in communities like Pavilion, which was formerly Revenue Collective, Peak, Rev Genius, Women in Revenue, these different communities where marketers hang out. And so I think that's important too. We've got a strong advisory group that help in terms of just sharing advocacy out when they're on panels or with their colleagues. I think having a great product that kind of speaks for itself. Marketers want to you know, showcase that they're the coolest marketer in town. And so when they say, yeah, I use Sendoso and here's what we're doing, it's almost like they can brag that they get to use this cool product to drive results. And so our product kind of helps speak for itself there a lot too. I like that you brought that up because I feel like a lot of marketing is not like in like the marketing department, like product and customer success play a big part in like making that's that word of mouth successful. So like, what are like some things that you're, you're leveraging to like make the product better so it's more like sticky for marketers and also like how are you leveraging like the customer success team to like yeah spread the word? so one of the biggest things we do is we really think of ourselves as thought leaders and partners to all of our customers and so we have a a really savvy customer success team we also have a send curation team which helps with kind of best practices and ideation and so a lot of times we're brainstorming with our customers the best way to use our platform. We also, you know, do all the ABM certifications and this and that. So we can talk, our CSM teams can talk to marketers like they speak the same speak. They can talk about all the same vernacular, the acronyms, all that. And so that really helps because we can really get into the weeds and make our customers successful versus just saying, hey, here's a product, good luck. And so I think that's been helpful in terms of our training and enablement for our customer success and customer support teams to be able to speak very profoundly to other marketers. I know you talked about drinking your own champagne, but how's it help like the sales reps or like the AEs that they get it? Like their product demo basically starts with like you, they can send a gift exactly. to like their product. So they, they get a pre-product demo before like the demo even starts. So how's that helped? Yeah, you you kind of, uh, you know, stole the words that I would use and that we kind of give a little taste of Sendoso prior to even seeing a demo. So you know what you're expecting when we're sending stuff prior to the, you know, the first meeting or after. We also, uh, our sales team uh, has lots of stories that they can tell around how they've used Sendoso or how our marketing team has enabled our sales team to be successful with sending these things. And so those stories around how Sendoso enables, Sendoso marketers enable sales reps to send stuff is really, again, goes back to storytelling, which I think 
marketers love to hear stories over just like being pitched. The market is getting like pretty, like getting more and more convoluted with like other sending platforms and direct mail platforms out there. Like how does Sendoso like differentiate themselves from these people and stand out in the crowd? Yeah. So we, you know, we're we're the first ones on the scene. We're, you know, by far the largest. And so it brings about a, a handful of things. One is it brings about much better support and service levels. So we can really, uh, really help our customers with, you know, service and, and customer success more than anyone else. We have the best selection. So we, you know, we can really help nail down what's the exact thing you want to send. We have a fulfillment and logistics worldwide that differentiates us. You know, our product user experience is, is far superior than our competitors. Some of the different features in the weeds when you get into the platform are going to be better. The different ways that you can use our platform so we we really help customers when when they want to use us for for sales development and top of funnel and demand gen and account executives and customer success and and account management whereas there's some other point solutions out there but all in all it, it's great to have these alternatives that have popped up it makes our job that much better because previously we were really the only ones you know telling the world that hey you should be doing this and now other people are spreading the word and it's a, a huge industry where um, it's good to have some competitors that are now, you know, using their marketing dollars to spread the word. I read a tweet today and basically said like, it was like myth, like the market is like overrun with the competitors. And then it's like, the truth is that like now the market is kind of validated now. Exactly. So you kind of have a validated market where before you were kind of having to educate the market more. 100%. We still have lots of education to do. There's still lots of companies out there that have never sent something or have never used a sending platform. But that's where having these competitors come in and educate the market with us just overall drives, you know, uh, awareness. And then when those companies are evaluating tools, you know, we tend to come out on top, which is great. Cool. So with all these, like, I mean, there's a bunch of like changes that are happening in the marketing scene lately. And I know topic I want to talk to you about is like, what are some trends you're seeing like at like the leadership level that are happening with marketers and CMOs? Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've seen a number of recent CMO trends. I'd say one of them that pops to mind first is just overall sales and marketing alignment. I think more software is merging and being used by both marketing and sales teams. You know, some that come to mind, obviously, Sendoso as a sending platform, you know, tools like Gong, where, you know, previously, maybe salespeople were, were, were using it. Marketing now listens into sales calls for their intelligence. Some of these ABM intent platforms like Sixth Sense are used by both sales and marketing. You know, the, the, you know, Drift can be used by both sales and marketing. Enablement platforms like, you know, HighSpot and Seismic are being used by both sales and marketing. So I think more and more tools are being built to align the revenue teams instead of just siloed teams. I mean, that is a huge one. I think like thinking about the funnel and the buyer experience more like streamlined instead of having these silos as help. Like even for me, I'm like the rise of like revenue operations that, that happen. Like the only reason there is, is because revenue operations basically aligns like everything. Exactly. I think the next trend is really probably mobility and and how uh, marketing is prepared for this, you know, work from everywhere, work from hybrid, hybrid events, all all of that. So marketing is really having to be agile and and, and think about, 
you know, what tools or, or what software can they use to be better from anywhere? Um, so I think mobility is something that's a trend that's on top of mind for CMOs. I think expert service and support too. You mentioned like there's, a, you know, feels like an infinite number of MarTech tools out there. And how are you supposed to master a tech stack of, you know, 50 different tools? This is where I think, you know, where we do our part to bring in more expert service and support so we can help coach you and guide you and make you more successful with professional services and other areas that we can augment your own team. I think it's, we're seeing a trend there too in that, you know, it's not just about SaaS software, it's about SaaS software and services. Yeah, I like that one. I mean, I, I know a lot of companies are become, like hiring in like experts in the industry, like for example, like I'll just give service time, like we hired in like people who ran plumbing companies and who have mm-hmm. been plumbers in the past and were dispatchers to be on like the customer success side to speak their language and exactly talk, talk the talk. So, yep. I think personalization is ever important more than ever now. You know, how, how are company, how are CMOs and, and marketing teams thinking about creating a personal experience for the individual and so I think that has been a trend for, for forever. I think, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you'd see like the high first name. I saw you work at this company and you went to this university and that was like the gist of personalization. Now it's how do you get even more creative with your personalization? I think that's important too. Yeah. I mean, also for that point, like that's where Sendoso or mm-hmm. like these personalization where you can send a personalized gift based on data that you've collected on the person. Like exactly. they're, they're, they're an avid golfer outside of work, like send them golf stuff. Like Exactly. Um, exactly. And then I think there's always, you know, I, the last one that comes to mind is really automation and orchestration. I think marketers are always thinking about how do they be more effective and more efficient. And so while some things can be automated, I use the word orchestration as that's something that in my eyes isn't fully automated, but has a lot of moving parts that you've kind of operationalized. And so I think marketers are always thinking about that as well. I have another question for you. Um, In the MarTech world, it used to be like, okay, you get software for this, software for that, and blah, blah, blah. And like integration was like less of like, the talk of town, but now it's like, how do we streamline the platforms? How do our platforms talk to everybody? So how is like Sendoso thinking about like integrations with software is like making sure like it talks to other platforms and that type of stuff. Yeah. So that was important day zero. And it's still one of the reasons why we are the best sending platform is because we have these really strong integrations with you know, marketing tools like Marketo and HubSpot and Eloqua or Salesforce and Dynamics 365, or even, you know, the SDR tech stack, like Sales Loft and Outreach and Group. We have integrations into all these and many more, including, you know, SurveyMonk, the list goes on in terms of, you know, our, our goal is really data in, data out. So can we pull data from these systems to make sending smarter, to make sending easier? And can we push data back into those systems to provide better reporting, better attribution, and so when all, when your different systems uh, work together, it makes it easier for you know reporting purposes, for data purposes. It makes it easier for training purposes too, because it's you know the tools work together. And then obviously for revenue operations, you know you're not having all these siloed tools that are you know having to you have to stitch together. If the tools integrate together from this get go, it makes it easier for for rev ops. 
Yeah. And also, I also wanted to touch on the point, like you made a point that like, like marketing teams are becoming more remote and they have to use tools, but like, how are you thinking from like a product standpoint and stuff like that? Like now the decision makers are not in one place anymore. Like they're not sitting in their office anymore. Like they could be at home. They could be at another place. Like, so how has that shift of like the pandemic, like shift, like your product roadmap and stuff like that? You know, I'd say it hasn't shifted our product roadmap too much. We have thought more about how do you do more like group sends and, and tracking who else you're sending to at the company so you can make sure that you are getting engagement from the whole buying committee. But in general, you know, I think our platform's even better now because you can engage these remote people and um, send them stuff throughout the sales process or even once they become customers, which makes our platform that much more beneficial because everyone's not in the same office anymore. Yeah. And uh, another point I want to bring up is since like it's a sending platform and the word attribution is like a big market too, like how have, how has that become like a big talking point when with offline conversions and stuff like that and making sure that is attract? Yeah. Again, one of the core areas that I saw when I first started Sendoso five years ago and something that we've built a lot on today is really how do you track this offline world, which historically was this black box of like, okay, are people spending money, sending stuff? What does that even mean? So now we have attribution as it relates to recipients being added into Salesforce campaigns or, or HubSpot and tracking you know, attribution based on campaigns. There's tracking based on if there's you know, tracking links. There's, there's digital gifts that you can track open and click-throughs and meeting acceptance. There's you know, QR codes and other things that you can do for tracking. So We've built a lot of ways that you can track some of the things are just as simple as making sure everyone's tracked against a campaign and some are more in-depth dependent on uh, how the marketer wants to to use our platform. Cool. And I want to go back into like the the marketing to marketer subject because that's an interesting topic. And Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on like utilizing like a ready decision makers as like micro influencers uh, for like Sendoza? Because I know like influencers have been like a big B2C thing, but it's really Mm kind of been like a black box for B2B. So how are you utilizing that? Yeah. So we have many what I call advisors, um, which are, you know, ultimately influencers. I built this personal advisory group where I work with these advisors and they're sharing their feedback and knowledge on the market with me, but they're also networked and, and talking about Sendoso too when, when they can. You know, most companies maybe have a couple advisors. We have, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of advisors where it, it creates more of an influence network, more so than just like three advisors that the CEO talks to. And so that's been helpful for us. As it's gotten our name out there more, it's also been great for for product roadmap feedback and also networking for referrals. But I do think that you're absolutely correct in that B2C, you know, you see these celebrity influencers or these YouTubers or whatnot. Um, And B2B, it's a little bit more tricky. But I think we've done a good job of diving into influencers by means of having these advocates who are advisors. Yeah, I think that's really a smart way to do it. I just I just noticing that like a bunch of like companies are like becoming more a bunch of B2B companies are like becoming more B2C mm-hmm. format and buyer experience has to be frictionless and stuff exactly. like that. So 
Also, I just want to dive in and like, what are some ways you recommend people using like gifting or direct mail sends for like their prospects today? Yeah. So I, what we recommend is really thinking about, you know, the buyer's journey, you know, obviously when you're prospecting and trying to either through SDRs or through demand gen, you know, what are the different touch points you want? Um, so what we advocate for is kind of multi-touch. You, you're going to send them something through Sedoso, you're going to email them, you're going to call them, you're going to, you know, LinkedIn them, you're going to send a video. So what is that perfect mix? And then how do you, you know, operationalize that? So how are you running, you know, air cover demand gen campaigns to drive awareness and drive people into your inbound funnel? While also how do you enable the SDRs so a frictionless click and send ability um, that's integrated into their you know workflow which would be typically an, you know an outreach a sales loft a groove etc and so it's really coming up with that and you know the, the nice thing I think about Sedoso is you can get creative come up with these ideas and then we do all the heavy lifting of the the sourcing the packing the note writing the shipping the tracking all that behind the scenes um, and that's all integrated into the tech stack so you just have to come up with the concepts and, and we'll, we'll coach you through the concepts but it's a lot different than back in my day when I was, you know, actually packing boxes or that was a barrier for me. Yeah. I mean, we use Sendosa, so I definitely, it's helped us in, in different ways to like stick rate on meetings and getting people to get on meetings in the first yep. place. Um, I wanted to also dive into like, what change shifts have you seen like in the marketing landscape, in the MarTech landscape? I know we kind of a little bit asked this question, but what in the product roadmap, but what have you seen in the marketing landscape that shift how you need to market in this like change or that pandemic made? Like what have you like what shifts in marketing strategy have you implemented to combat this? Yeah. So some of the things that we've done to, to help our customers. You know, we've made it easy to confer people's addresses and make a more choice uh, selection where the recipient can decide where they want things shipped to. So that's been helpful. Uh, we've also seen a lot of new gift options become popular. You know, things like DoorDash and Uber Eats gift cards or very popular other, you know, DIY donut making kits at home. So you're making donuts with your kids. And so there's uh, things on really goes back to being human and more of like a human to human approach than just like a B2B approach. And I say that because you got to think about who's the human on the other side. Oh, they got some kids running around. What should I send them? Okay. I'm going to send them a, you know, a donut making kit and they can make some, put some sprinkles on some donuts. And, you know, that adds smile to the prospect's face and adds smile to the kid's face. And so you, you create this fun personal experience. And so I think it's all about, connecting with that person and, and sending things uh, that really relate to them. And so for Sendoso, what we had to do is we continue you know, indefinitely sourcing and suggesting the right gift to send to the right person at the right time. And so as part of that, you know, uh, we had to adapt for things when, when COVID hit. There's also kind of the obvious shifts of like no in-person uh, events for a while. And so then there was virtual events and how do you drive people to these virtual events and some of these other areas where marketing had to pivot. And we helped with, you know, virtual experiences. You could send someone a wine tasting event, a cheese making class. We've got a really cool uh, virtual magic show where they send you a box with some cards and some other items. 
And it, it, it still blows my mind every time I see it through Zoom, how these magicians are able to like, you know, wow me when I'm, when I'm doing this and it's a cool scent too. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I also wanted to, there's like something that going into like the, like the fundamentals of like marketing that I think Sendosa like captures. Um, and it's like in the book influence, like reciprocity, like I think like gift sending is like the ultimate like reciprocity besides like free trial and stuff like that. So how have, is that like one thing that you thought about when you started this company that like people like inherently when they receive something that they're going to like pay something for? Exactly. Yeah. I think reciprocity is really like a human psychology and a behavior that, you know, you feel more compelled to, you know, reply, give back, spend time if you receive something. And I think the other part of that too, is that, you know, when you're using a sending platform like Sendoso, you know, each thing you send costs money. So you have to think about it twice and you have to put effort into it. You know, I think email maybe has become a little bit more spammy because you can just, you know, bam, I'm going to send out 10,000 emails today and there's no cost. Um, so you, you, you think less about it. With sending, you're really thinking, okay, I want to make sure I send this right thing to this person. It's going to cost money. And so people receive a lot less of it because of that. And it's not over inundated. And, and so because of that, when you get something, it feels more special. I think that Amazon has also trained us to love to like get boxes in the mail, like, oh, got something, got a package in the mail. What is it? And you're excited about opening it and uh, checking out what's inside. I think you also made a good point because I, I think I heard this from like, I don't know, probably it was like a behavioral psychologist talking about marketing or something, but they were saying like, if like email costs like 0.001 cent per email, like there probably would be less spam in the world because someone won't totally. spam out a hundred. So like your point of like, even as a marketer, like, okay, every email is going to cost, like if someone opens it and just gets a gift, it's going to cost five to $10. Like you're going to like nail down the audience you're going to send to you're going to be more specific with your sends you're going to be more like targeted which is the the few like what what you were talking about before about personalization but it's also like personalization with like less it's going in the conversation of like quantity is not like the winning formula anymore it's also the quality conversation a hundred percent i think that's a big shift that we're seeing uh, you know in the last five years or so and going in the future is it's quality over quantity and that's really the name of the game awesome well the last question i like to ask people on the show is like what are you seeing marketers doing wrong these days so like what is like something you see like a lot of marketers doing wrong what are marketers doing wrong? I would say, you know, not involving their their customers and their community enough, I think, you know, and, and trying to push messaging versus tell stories. I think that's something I see wrong. I see where, where there's disjointed marketing where, you know, you see one email at one point and then another email at another and they're not, you know, the messaging is off. I'd say those are some of the, some of the th- things I've seen uh, that marketers aren't doing or embracing the change too. I think that you know marketers need to be agile and embrace change and adapt to this changing world we're in. Cool. Um, well, I want to give you the last couple minutes just to say anything you want to say to the listeners, like where people can find you, like how they can find Sendoso, anything like that. 
Yeah. So I love networking with people. So feel free to email me. I'm Chris, K-R-I-S at Sendoso.com. If you want to hear more about Sendoso, you can go to Sendoso.com or feel free to add me on LinkedIn and would love to network and connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being in the show. I thought this was very helpful and useful for any marketer. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Daniel. This was great.